evening, visitor, and welcome to the second episode of Supernatural Park's Campfire Stories. The park has set aside the last day of each month for us to share tales and poetry of horror, hauntings, and terror. This is an informal park presentation, and as a warning, anything goes in this episode. There could be swearing, graphic terror, and such, so please listen with caution. And now, sit next to the fire, grab your favorite drink, and get settled in. Tonight, we have some poems and flash fiction stories sent in from beloved horror author Luke Cannon, so let's get started. The first poem is titled, The Wolf of County Clare. With much consternation do I write this tale of my own personal fright, and woe become the wicked souls who learns their lesson not. In County Clare down west of coast, where ire of Ireland beckons most, on rocky crag of Burren did I rest my weary head. Neath midnight moon I heard a sound, asleep intent on stony ground. I stirred and raised my groggy form, a terror in my heart. Again that sound, yet near still, a broiling, roaring, screaming, so shrill, to raise the hairs upon my arms and shake me where I sat. I peeked my head outside the flap, as curious as the fabled cat, to see what made that wretched sound that rang inside my head. And there I saw it, on the plain, I soundly will not sleep again, as horrid was the sight I spied upon that night so dark. Alike a wolf, but larger still, it stood beside a fresh new kill, tearing, rending, grinding up that poor unfortunate soul. With four sharp horns and hairless skin, great eyes I saw my death within, it looked at me and suddenly the world went darker still. When sunlight beamed and morning broke, beside the entrance I awoke, not knowing how I fell asleep, but feeling terrified. I picked up tent and left that place, away from there to somewhere safe, though in my dreams I see it still, the wolf of County Clare. This flash fiction piece is called No Return. Everything is dim now. I don't know if it's the light or if it's just my head filling with blood. It rushes and pulses in my ears and my head throbs. Please, someone find me, before it all goes dark. It was a normal summer day, a holiday, in fact, and my parents and I were traveling through the Irish countryside. I had wanted to go somewhere warm, like Spain or Italy, but they insisted we had to go see the homeland, as my dad put it. The hotel was nice, with a swimming pool and a mini golf course out the back, but every day my parents decided to drag me to some boring place out in the countryside to look at waterfalls or old houses or rocks. Why couldn't they just let me stay at the hotel? I was already 11, definitely old enough to take care of myself. Today, they said we were going to see something really cool, a ring fort, but when we got there, it turned out it was just a circle on a hill and some rocks sticking out of the ground. So lame. Stay close, my mother warned me, but I soon managed to sneak away from the boring talk of old history anyway. I grabbed a stick and used it to break off brambles, pretending I was a knight like in an old film. Whack, thwack, whop, I was unstoppable. One of the swings happened to brush aside some grass, and I could see a hole behind it. A mystery. It wasn't very big, but I managed to crawl into it anyway. My knees getting covered in dirt. My mom would be annoyed, but she always tried not to shout while on holiday. I shoveled in further and further. This tunnel must be so old, I thought, maybe someone lived down here? And suddenly, my arms dropped from under me, and I plunged forward. 
There's no way to go on. The way ahead is blocked. And I can't move backwards either. I think my feet can feel the ledge behind, but I'm upside down and I'm finding it harder to breathe. Please, someone come for me. Please, I'm scared. I've yelled and yelled, but nobody can hear. Please, save me. Finally, this third and last story by Luke Hannon is titled Tunnel of Terror. Rows and rows of lame stalls flogging silly games of chance or offering up tat for whatever price you could haggle. Sarah walked slowly down the aisles of the fair, licking her ice cream and wishing she was anywhere else. She was only here because the alternative was watching movies with her parents. They always chose a romance movie, and Sarah hated it. Instead, she perused the stalls and games with disdainful eyes and tried to make this experience even slightly worthwhile. The Flying Saucer read the side of one ride. Bucking Bronco was another. Sarah was almost past the row when she spotted one that piqued her interest. The Tunnel of Terror read the large letters on a large black dark banner. Right below this name was an enticing invitation. Enter if you dare. Sarah did dare. She paid her five euro and walked to the entrance. For five euro, this better be worth it, she mused. The first sight Sarah was greeted with upon entering was utter darkness. It hadn't been all that sunny outside, yet it was taking her eyes a moment to adjust. A shape began to appear in front of her. A TV, perhaps? In an instant, a bright light flashed on before her eyes and then off again. She covered her pained eyes, yet the strobing continued and she couldn't block it. Suddenly it stopped and all was dark again until a dim light came on and Sarah was in the park. No, Sarah heard a voice from the distance, somewhere behind the trees that had somehow grown before her. Come back, Scruffy, come back. Wait, I know that voice. But before Sarah could think of why it was familiar, the dog was upon her. It shoved her hard, pushing her to the ground as it snapped its jaws open and shut maniacally. No, it can't be. No, the dog bit into Sarah's leg and held on as she frantically tried to shove it away. Help me. Somebody please help me. And then everything went dark once more. Sarah no longer felt the jaws of the dog around her leg, but the fear remained. She quickly scrambled to her feet, blindly feeling all around for her attacker, yet she found nothing. Ah! As she rose, she felt a sudden stab of pain where the dog had bitten her. How? she asked herself. It can't be real. It's the very same dog, the same park from... But before Sarah could finish the thought, the strobe once again assailed her with its bright light, making her head spin. It stopped, and the dim light came on. She was in a bathroom stall. She recognized it immediately. No. Fuck this. How? She turned to look for the exit, and yet it was just a brick wall and the toilet cistern behind her. She heard someone enter the bathroom, many someones. We know you're in here. That voice and those laughs. I'm back at my old school, Sarah knew. And outside the thin stall door, she was certain she would find her old bullies. I'm inside my memory, she realized. One of my worst memories. Please, just leave me alone, she found herself crying within the locked stall. But she heard them come closer. I fucking told you I'd get you, her bully replied. Katie, Katie Sarkestein, the worst girl in her year. Sarah remembered her saying that so vividly all those years ago, and she knew what came next. 
She barely had time to close her arms over her face before the object started falling. Compasses and scissors and other sharp implements rained down around her as she cried out in terror. Cuts and gouges formed as they hit her arms and shoulders and her exposed legs. Stop! Stop it! she yelled. They did not. Not until all the bullies were out of projectiles, and then they abruptly left. The lights went off, and Sarah was left in darkness, sobbing into her bloodied arms. Now is my chance to escape, Sarah suddenly realized, ceasing her tears. Now while the lights are off. She reached around behind her, arms flailing wildly for an exit door or anything she could use. I can't take this anymore. Help! Help me someone, she began to shout. Then the strobe light came on, and when the light again dimmed, she was in the street. No, no, please, God, no. Not this. Anything but this. A deep fear rose up within her. She was small. So small now, and she tried to run, but her legs were jelly. She was still covered in cuts and lacerations, but she was an infant no older than two. She saw a cat running out of the corner of her eye, just like she remembered, and then she heard a noise the noise she had dreaded since realizing where she stood now. A truck horn in the near distance. No, I barely survived. I can't. But there was nothing she could do. She felt the impact of the truck as it struck her frail body and threw her aside carelessly. And then she lay there, semi-conscious and bleeding out. I don't understand what's happening. This can't be real, she thought. The light went dark. This story concludes at this cliffhanger. And it leaves me wondering what happens to Sarah. Does she make it out of this tunnel of terror? Is this all in her mind due to some nefarious psychological magic of this game? Or did it somehow transport her back in time to relieve, relive her most horrible moments? Luke, this story needs a sequel. Luke Cannon is an inspiring author and poet from County Meath, Ireland. In 2022, he received first place in the Marca Nafiern Creative Writing Com- Competition Poetry Section with his poem, Alterman. He has previously been published in the Irish Farmer's Journal, Agerland, Wingless Dreamer, Tiny Seed Literary Journal, Suburban Witchcraft Magazine, and Black Poppy Review. He is soon to be published in Nat One Publishing's Elderly Ones and Black Ink on a Black Void Anthologies, Spirit Season Magazine, and Wingless Dreamer's Sea or Seashore Anthology. He enjoys genre fiction and writing about the themes of mental health, nature, love, and loss. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram with the handles Luke Hannon Poet. Well, visitor, this concludes this month's edition of Campfire Stories. Thank you so much for coming, and the parks thanks you as well. A special thanks to Victor Martinez of Zenith City Media, who had generously come to my rescue with his recording equipment after this sudden velociraptor attack on my computer. If you'd like to contribute your work to Supernatural Park, please send in your own horror, magic, nature, or conservation-themed poetry, flash fiction, or short story to thesupernaturalpark at gmail.com. Feel free to stick around the campfire here for as long as you'd like. There's no rush back, and the Trail of Sea Glass will be here for as long as you need it to be. When you do go back, please be careful. You can never tell what's lurking around here at night. And as always, please remember... Do not feed the wildlife.